0: I finally got it right this week. (laughs) 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 All right, Psalm 73. (laughs) Certainly God is good to Israel and to those whose motives are pure. But as for me, my foot had almost slipped, feet had almost slipped, my feet almost slid out from under me, for I had envied those who were proud and observed the prosperity of the wicked. For they suffer no pain. Their bodies are strong and well fed. They're immune to the trouble common to men and they do not suffer as other men do. Arrogance is their necklace and violence their clothing. Their prosperity causes them to do wrong. Their thoughts are sinful. They mock and say evil things. They proudly threaten violence. They speak as if they rule in heaven and lay claim on the earth. Therefore they have more than enough food to eat and even they suck up the water of the sea. And they say, how does God know what we do? Is the sovereign one aware of what goes on? Take a good look, this is what the wicked are like, those who always have it so easy and get richer and richer. I concluded, surely in vain I've kept the motives pure and maintain a purer lifestyle. I've been suffering all day long and am punished every morning. If I had publicized these thoughts, I would have betrayed your loyal followers. When I tried to make sense of this, and it was troubling to me, I entered into the precincts of God's temple and understood the destiny of the wicked. And surely you put them in slippery places, you bring them down to ruin. How desolate they become in a mere moment, terrifying judgments make their demise complete. They are like a dream after one wakes up, O Lord. When will you awake? And you, when you do, you will despise them. My spirit was bitter and my insides felt sharp pain. I was ignorant and lacked insight. I was even like a senseless animal before you. But I am continually with you and you hold my right hand. You guide me by your wise advice and then you will lead me to a position of honor. Whom do I have in heaven but you? And I desire no one but you on the earth. And even if my flesh and my heart grow weak, my God always protects my heart and he gives me stability. Oh yes, look, those far from you die and destroy everyone who is unfaithful to you. But as for me, and as for us, as for me, God's presence is all I need. And I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter as I declare all the things that you have done. Amen.
1: Start this day with a song of praise. And grateful hearts, we celebrate. Oh, control and cultivate my heart and soul have your way have your way start this day with a song of praise with grateful hearts we celebrate you oh celebrate you, oh, Lord, and Holy Spirit take control, and cultivate our heart and soul. Our garden is yours, oh, Lord, and our garden is yours, oh, Lord, we surrender. Surrender now. We surrender. We surrender now. And our hearts are open. Coming full out in your presence every moment. Will be found my hope is built on nothing less than jesus christ in righteousness Given to me, freely gives. I believe, I believe, and I surrender. Whatever you want, whatever you want, and I surrender. Whatever you want. this day with a song of praise and grateful hearts we celebrate come have your way hope oh, do what you will do what you will Holy Spirit take control Cultivate our heart and soul, our garden is yours, come and walk, come and walk, our garden is yours, come and walk, living in us, flowing through us now, and living in us, flowing no! found. My dove, my love My dove I mm-hmm. To Egypt, so insignificant and small, slaves and servants, until I called. Oh, there was no army, Assyrian or Egyptian alike, that can stand before me great Lord of hosts and I'm rejoicing come and rejoice in the war with me cause I've already defeated everything that's standing and and he rejoices he Rejoices over us. Oh, and he rejoices. He rejoices over us. Oh,
0: Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8. You are my servant, Israel jacob whom i have chosen you're the offspring of abraham my friend you whom i am bringing back from the earth's extremities and have summoned from the remote regions i've told you you are my servant and i have chosen you and i have not rejected you don't be afraid for i am with you and don't be frightened for i am your god i strengthen you now I receive your strength, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let the strength of the Lord come down on his people. Lord, empower us with courage. Power. Oh, Goliath looks so
1: tall, his
2: soul.
1: His spear is like the weaver's beam. Who can stand against him? But this man defies the armies of the living God of hope. Rise up, you young ones, you young ones at heart. Rise up, rise up. Oh, it doesn't matter your stature. The battle is the Lord's, not His. I can take Him down with the cry of a sparrow, with the cry of a sparrow. Oh, and can he He over us Oh, and He rejoices He rejoices over us Like a mighty fortress Is our God and Like a mighty fortress is our God and the enemies surround us? See how they rise like a flood. <laughs> oh, watch them break into pieces, watch them swallowed in dust. Cause he is a mighty fortress. He is, He is the mighty God. Oh, nothing can touch Him except the praises of His holy ones. Oh, yeah. And He rejoices. He rejoices over us. And He rejoices. He rejoices over us Oh, he's like a mighty warrior He's like a mighty warrior Like a mighty warrior Just like Goliath, he will be sorry He woke him He will be sorry, he woke him. Oh, the truth and the light, the way, the king of all the things. And this will be our anthem song. Oh, this will be our anthem song. Oh, our strong tower. Our refuge and our strength The battle is the Lord's There is nothing I can do to make it Except believe in you who's made it I Follow you into the darkness and Follow you into the ocean Deep unto deep, unto deep, unto deep And glory upon glory you bring us up, you bring us up again, you bring us up again Oh, King of all the earth mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I will help you And yes, I'll uphold you in my saving right hand Look, all who were angry at you will be ashamed and humiliated your adversaries will be reduced to nothing in perish. and when you look for your opponents you will not find them your enemies will be reduced to absolutely nothing for I am the Lord your God the one who takes you by your right hand <laughs> don't be afraid i am helping you don't be afraid despised and insignificant jacob men of israel i am helping you says the lord i am your protector the holy one of israel look i'm making you like a sharp threshing sledge new and double-edged you will thresh the mountains and crush them, and you will make the hills like straw. You will winnow them down, and like the wind, will blow them away. All the wind will scatter them, and you'll rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord, and I make you my post, the Holy One of Israel. Paul, oh, make your post in the Lord. I make my post, in your horn oh, Holy and righteous and true. Woo! All over this wind raise it up, Lord. raise up a remnant Lord. Don't shut a in my
1: crying, in my yard. Rejoice, 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 rejoice. Oh, don't despise the small, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Oh, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice, and again I say rejoice, rejoice, again I say rejoice, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice, Ooh. rejoice, again I say rejoice, 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 don't despise the day of small beginnings, don't despise it, cause it's where he is, it's where he is. He rejoices so I rejoice so He rejoices And he rejoices so I rejoice And he rejoices so I rejoice And darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. The glory will be stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And stronger, and stronger. Men. The morning star, the morning star. And the sons of God shout for joy. And the world doesn't understand why, because there's so much darkness. But the sons of God shout for joy Helan ye lambele shi helanambe Ki a song dalambe ala fa se andoraye Ki ambo alande alandea ae Oh Helan ye lambe shi anoka Guide the five smooth stones in our hands Teach us to war with our mouths and our hands Oh, ancient of days, ancient of days donde onde vessi al Shake us! We're dancing now. We're dancing now. Ooh. And I, ooh.
0: Spirit told me, He said, deploy against your enemy. So instead of running from him or standing in a defensive posture, you know, we're going to run him down and we're going to go right after him. Psalms chapter number 27 delivers and vindicates me and I fear no one the Lord protection is my life and I'm afraid of no one and when evil men attack me to devour my flesh when my adversaries and enemies attack me they stumble and fall and even if an army is deployed against me I do not fear and even when war is imminent I remain confident I've asked the Lord for one thing, and that's what I desire. I want to live in the Lord's house all the days of my life. I want to gaze on the splendor of the Lord. And anything that's messing with that is an enemy to me. And I'm going to go after it and attack it. Why? I was made. I was made for the Lord. You were made for him to gaze, to gaze, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. I will not be distracted. I will not have my eyes diverted. I've set my heart towards you, Lord. Lord, only see you, Lord, and to manifest your glory. Oh, This is my contemplation in the temple of the Lord. I say you'll surely give me shelter in the day of danger. <laughs> and you hide me in your home. Oh Yes. I'm hidden in you and you and me. Oh they are cycling. you now yana yana. to the heavens where we were made to glorify you oh I see you seeing me seeing you
1: a war of grace we won't back down, I won't be dismayed His word is true hide it in your heart and the city's ours, let's start tomorrow won't back down, I won't be dismayed This word is true, hide it in your heart And the city's ours, it starts to march, seven times around, sometimes we're lost, sometimes we're found, but open your mouth and shout, watch the walls come down, open your mouths and shout, until what's in you comes out, comes out. mocking of the enemy with our attempts and our strategy so pick up your horns and let your voices ring lift a song of praise to the king of kings seven times around sometimes we're lost sometimes we're fine. Open your mouths and shout And let the walls come down Open your mouths and shout Until what's in you comes out, comes out oh, Open your mouths, open your mouths And let the promises Flow out, flow out, oh. Open your mouth and shout. Until what's in you comes out, comes out. Comes out, comes out. We wait and wait for a command. Too afraid of the dreams we've had, but the ark is moving with intent. Let's start marching. Ascend, ascend. We're lost, sometimes we're found seven times around. Sometimes we're lost, sometimes we're found. Hoping your mouth. Don't keep silent, he's counting on you to keep silent. He's counting on you to squash the promises. Don't keep silent. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Open your mouth, let what's in you out. Open your mouth, open your mouth. mouth sling those stones and let the giants fall open your mouth and shout and watch the walls come tumbling down open your mouth and shout until all that's in you comes comes out open your mouth I am not a wave the sword wave the sword pick up your weapon pick up your weapon pick up your weapons the battle is raging run into it not away from it run into it greater is they that are with us Open your mouth, open your mouth. Raise your hand, raise your banner, raise your banner. Kia ashande, pa shandabokatebe, ki alani alani la Holy is the Lord, the Lord, holy is the Lord. This is the victory that
0: overcomes the world, even our faith. All the promises of God are yes and amen unto the glory of God operating through us. You hear me? This is the victory.
1: This is the victory.
0: This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And I just shall live by faith
1: Draw me, draw me, draw me,
0: Lord, draw me and I'll run to you. Draw us up in the heavens,
1: Lord. Draw us up, Lord.
0: promise he's put in you is yes and amen. I am a mayor. Oh, you're You're saying to me um, um, what's going on in this event has to do with the uh, the tearing down of uh, monuments um, that have been erected to men and not to the movement of the Lord. And any kind of static fixation on it slows down everything because you man worshiping man instead of the worship of the Lord. He'll not have a monument, but he'll have a movement, a movement of, by his spirit. He said to me, "Is like, I reject all of that. Monumental thing will not have it. Put me in a box. You can't rope me down. You can't form an image in your own mind. You cannot know. Hands off. I will dwell in a temple not made with human hands. And only dwell in a temple that I make. (laughs) My hands, Lord, were made to worship you. I wasn't made to create my destiny wasn't made to promote myself we were made for you lord i submit to your idea we submit to your idea the idea that is greater greater than we could ever imagine or think or comprehend the idea that is you in us the idea that you would tabernacle in us That's the seven times around. Seven times around, he comes in. The citadel of our heart, breaking in to his idea. No more self-protection, no more self-promotion. Yeah. Vulnerability, dependency, we embrace you. Let us not resist your idea. He says to me, I long to rest in you. I long to rest in my people. I just want to rest with you. I've been seven times around you looking for a place where I can dwell just to inhabit and tabernacle myself with you the judge of the world has already been judged all his judgments are lies He just let me in I'll not impose myself on you, I just want entry it's up to you
3: during worship, I saw these two like bands. All I can describe is like big, thick rubber bands, but they were like five or six of them on this one and five or six on this one. And one was red and one was blue. And they were, it was twisted, like in the middle, you know, like if you held the top of them together and twisted it, but it was like, I was in the middle of the blue and the red. And I was like, they were fighting over me. It was like they were hurling these lies and, you know, you're this, you're that, you're, you're not this, you're not that. You gotta be this, you gotta be that. And it was like, like they wanted me, but they were fighting over me at the same time. And I felt such a, um, I was mad, actually. Um, and I was like, stop. And I just paused, like paused. And all of a sudden it was like, like, psh- I heard something coming out of above and it just came down. It was this shaft and it just came all over me and like encircled me in like a case or something. It encased me and it was kind of like a pearly purple, you know, in the middle of an oyster, how you see that, that color in there. And it was just around me. And it was like this most amazing voice began to call forth the origin that's in me, the, the true who is in me who I am that is in me, who I've always been that is in me, who I've been longer than I've been me in this place. And it began to speak those words in me. And those words just, it wasn't like I had heard them for the first time. It was like, as they came down, something in me was like, like attached to those, those, those words and that truth. And that, um, I'd, all I know to call it is it felt like it called me back to my origin. And, um, and then it was like those bands, just that red and that um, blue one that were twirled, they just backed up off of me, kind of like like they had no power over me. Um, and it's just beautiful. <laughs>
4: I will not even give a context. All right. So um, yeah. when I first yeah. came to Collider, I, I wanted to, Carol wanted me to talk a little bit about the journey I've gone through over the past two years. I've been here for about two years at Collider. The journey I've gone through to like figure out what in the world do I do with Carol's material that he's bringing <laughs> forth on Sunday morning? Because it's, it's like from another planet and I've tried this, I've tried that, and it's, and it's still frustrating and challenging, but beautiful and wonderful. So I just thought I would share a very personal journey you can do if this helps you um, good, you know, if not. But uh, when I first got here, I started listening to Carol's messages, and the first thing that struck me was just like, this material is phenomenal. This is from God, the Spirit is, is, is in this, and I know it's, it's God's words, speaking through him, um, and uh, showing him these things, and he's sharing with us, but most of it is just like way over my head, so it's like, I got to figure it out, I got to figure it out, this material is great, I got to figure it out, if I figure it out, this is going to be amazing, and so um, I I launched into it, trying to figure it out, asking him questions, and um, I think at the same time, I accidentally kind of like idolized the material, like this is, this material is cooler than Jesus. If, if I could figure this out, you know, I wouldn't even need Jesus. Not that I would say that, but there's just little hints of that kind of attitude that are, that are mixed into things. And um, after several months, when you idolize something, after, after a while, um, it just it's not giving you the life that you want, and you can start to demonize it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I began to be a little frustrated a little bit with the material and um, just like, I don't know what to do with it or how to approach it. Um, and I realized there was an element of like, tree of knowledge of good and evil in the approach. Like if I figure it out, I think that's, that's the, the tree of, one aspect of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is if I, if I figure this out, I won't even need Jesus. I won't even need God because um, I'll know it from myself. And, and then I can just um, go forward and do this thing without um, dependence and relational intimacy with God. I mean, I still want God on my team, you know. <laughs> give me a pat on the back, make me feel his love, but I just don't want to, like, need him, you know. <laughs> so, of course, that's, like, what the enemy tries to get good Christians to do, is to think like that. It's, it's horrible, it's idolatry, it's adultery. So anyway, I, I sort of, like, distanced myself, like, I still came, I still listened to the sermon on Sunday mornings, but I wasn't going home like, I'm gonna figure this out, I'm gonna look at all these verses. I, I, to distance myself from the material a little bit, to, to avoid doing the tree of knowledge of good and evil approach, like, mm-hmm. God, all I need is you. Mm-hmm. I do not need to figure this material out, I need you, yourself. Um, if I don't have revelation on this material, it's because you have decided not to give me revelation. So I'm just gonna like spend my days dependent on you. And if you want to show me what in the world he's talking about, fine. If you don't, fine. All I need is you. And, and so just that focusing in on, um, on him. And, um, and then just recently, um, you know, when we came here about a month ago it was just like things just felt ratcheting up in the spirit, like whoa, like ramp up to the end times. This is like, ch-ch-ch-ch. this is crazy. This, is, this stuff is happening in these events. It's huge what God is doing. He's rolling out his end time plan now and it's, it's happening here on Sunday mornings and it's just like I wanna dive into this and figure it out. Oh no, 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 I can't do that. I don't wanna fall back into the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And I just felt the spirit say, like, it's okay, you can you can like spend some time trying to figure it out. So now I just have made this recent switch of like, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna listen to these messages again, I'm gonna take notes and and home, I'm just gonna think about it. And it's hard for me to do that because I get really frustrated that I don't have revelation on everything Carol's talking about. And and I wanna just be like, you know what, if I don't have revelation, forget about it. I'll come and play guitar, but I'm not gonna like, you know, spend my whole afternoon trying to figure this message out if God's not gonna give me revelation on it. I'll wait until God is ready to come to me. Well, that's not a step of faith, right? So I just feel like the step of faith he has for me now is just like, okay, humble myself. Yes, it's frustrating to feel ignorant. Okay, that's, that's the thing is like, I'm getting ten percent of this, and ninety percent of it is over my head, which makes me realize there's a whole lot more I didn't know that I don't know, <laughs> which is ignorance and it's it's frustrating to realize how ignorant you are and you're trying to learn and but you don't have the strength to figure that out. You have to depend on god and 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 You enter into the process, you listen to the sermon, you take notes, you look at the Bible verses, you think about it, you feel extremely ignorant, but you leave that up to God, and it's just like, okay, I did my part, I trust you. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Hopefully, maybe that helps. Um, God is doing like real stuff here, and it's way over our heads. If you think you've arrived, you know, try to, like, set that attitude aside. Like, we do not know what God is really up to completely. We have, even Carol, he has a tiny little scratch of a revelation of what God is really doing and the complexity of God's end-time plan. So let's just approach this with humility like little children, or else we won't get in at all unless we approach like little children and just say, like, this is this is frustrating to feel ignorant, but... Um, God is that big and let's just approach like little kids and be okay with the fact that we don't know but come and and listen and take it in and think about it and that's our step of faith and and God will respond um, with the appropriate revelation at the right time that will really bring blessing and um, so trust God with it. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you, awesome. I had the same kind of Myself, <laughs> in in reference to what Austin was saying, I just give a little uh, scripture reference to that. Matthew chapter thirteen, verse thirty-five. Speaking here, he says, "So so was fulfilled what the prophet had spoken. I will open my mouth in parables, and I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world." Years ago, when this ministry began, I said, "Lord, they're not going to understand. People are not going to understand it." And how are you supposed to build a work when no one understands what you're saying? He's, and he tells me, he says, bear the stigma of not being understood. And he says, but, he said, however, those that are really mine, they'll be drawn to me through the message even if the understanding of the intellect is not completely coming online, I will draw them by my spirit. And you think about, look at John six, for instance, just to, as an import into this idea. Um, eat my flesh, drink my blood. He, and without a context. Or Jesus coming to, um, uh, coming to with, with a whip, uh, you know, to cast out the money changers. And uh, he didn't come up and say, hey guys, this is not really the best way to do this. I, I wish you wouldn't do this because you're like making my father's house look bad. And he gives them a whole commentary on why you shouldn't be uh, doing that before you enter into the presence of the Lord trying to collect on people. He doesn't tell him that. Jesus is just like, he gets his whip out, he starts beating people and kicking tables over. And you're just like, no context, no commentary. And you know, I think what I hear Austin saying, and I felt like this, when God becomes man, the word becomes flesh and dwells among us. What kind, I mean, he's done something so demonstrable, something so amazing by becoming human. And he's come in among us, but he's talking, he's oddly, parabolically. He's looking at um, fig trees and cursing them. <laughs> Who goes around cursing plants? You know, well, you know what I'm saying? He's just, he is one eccentric fellow. He's different. And he's offline with a lot of maybe our thinking he was in that day, he is today. And now what I've found, and I, and I believe this, that he draws his people actually through, through parabolic language, uh, through something that you can't necessarily just get, and he's pulling on you to see if you'll come in with him and open up a whole world of profundity. Because, um, and this is a technical, and you can go look these words up, you know, but he's beyond the... Mm, denotation, what is that? He's beyond the, the natural thing that we're looking at. Like, take the stand, for instance. He's beyond it. He wants you to see through, through to a, um, a connotation that sits behind the picture that you see around you uh, and pull you through. And, he, and, and I believe that we call that in, in theology, we call it hermeneutics. It's basically how we discern uh, scripture and how we look through into it. And I would have to say that a lot of people have these filters that are laid on our structure of our thought that doesn't allow us to see through hermeneutically properly the way the Holy Spirit would have us to see and go through our filter and our formats into another aspect, and there he is. And um, a lot of my personal training with him after I left the Air Force was like that. um, I want you to see through. And I remember he told me this, he said, hey, you are so externally focused that you would never pay attention to the eternal. And I was, I mean, that was just my whole thing. It's all external. Everything's external. He's like, you'll never see through to me. So he had to put us through a long season of suffering and trials really just so he could stop, you know, take the things that are around us that we're paying so much attention to and say, you're not gonna get your deal from that. And I'm going to actually frustrate your thing. It's not like God's like against us, make you poor, make your life hard. He's actually drawing you to himself. And um, like Austin's saying, you can have an intellectual pride as much as an emotional pride. And the Lord's like, you know, Melinda's saying that too, the blue and red, tangle around your mind and your emotions and the Lord's like, come in and let me know you from where who you are from Before time began, that you were in me and I was in you and be known by the spirit, by the royal of who you really are. If you need another like biblical text for that, look just for a minute, Psalm 78. Just just look at it just with me because I wanna take what Austin's saying, put some Bible verses behind it. Pay attention my people to my instruction. Listen to the words I speak. I'll sing a song that imparts wisdom. I will make insightful observations about the past. I will open, my, I will open with a wise saying of my mouth and utter sayings that come from long ago. what we have heard and learned or known or that which our ancestors have told us, our fathers have told us, we will not hide it from their descendants. He's saying, I, I'm going to utter something that's outside of time and space, it's gonna come out of time and space and intervene into our language, morphology and etymology, and I'm gonna come into it with something that is off point, parabolically, metaphorically, because how do, you, how do you have language for outside space-time? Everything's x y z t. Man, where do you get language like that from? That's, the Lord started telling me words I'd never heard of, like galactic progeny. In 09, I'm going to awaken a galactic progeny. And I was like, oh, what is a galactic progeny? He said, I'm gonna awaken the ones, the sons and daughters that are born out of the heavens. That this end time move that's upon us is not a a peopleness born in the earth, but born from above, who have their registry in Zion. You know, that I'm not getting my identity right here. My identity's born from heaven. Uh, My identity's born out of the pearl purple. You know. I'm going to give observations that come from outside of space time. You know, I was a weapon system officer, which is a navigator in the uh, Air Force, and also a pilot, fly as a pilot for the Air Force, flew as a pilot other than that. But it's all about observing. Remember a few, couple of years ago, the Lord's like, hey, look, you know, I want to get you off of uh, your o- observation based just in sound. I want to give you an observation based in back in celestial navigation. You know, I, so much of the church has been born out of sound. I want you born out of the light. And I want you to be able to attract with me with light, not just sound. And uh, I wanna reorient you by light because you know James 1 says he's light, right? And in him there is no variable or shadow of turning that God located in you is light. And we know that light travels faster than what? You gotta be quick. (laughs) And so I'll tell you what that means for many of us. It means get still. Because you're like, there he is, you know, he's like, there he went. It's the Lord. I'm, I'm on it. I got you. I got you. That's how he is. Like, there he goes. There he is over there. You know, he's like, that's me. That's me. I'm happening. You know, it's like I'm listening. he said this to me. He said my sheep hear my voice, but sheep hear, but kings see you know, you want to be a sheep or you want to be a king and a queen. And so, you know, you could come into this kind of training if you want to, or you don't have to. But if you want to be trained like a royal, then well, welcome to the club. <laughs> what was I going to do now, Lord? Um, I like this because he says in verse um, four, we will not hide it from our or our descendants. I'm going to tell my kids about this. So what you're saying here, and I'm going to tell you, the children like the image side more than the likeness side. They love storytelling. Kids love it, and you do too, because you're a child, right? We love, we love the relational narrative, the storyline. We Jesus told everything like in stories because they were we could connect to them. They make sense to us. Um, if you want to do complex theology, we can do that. And uh, I lose most people that way. It's like, oh man, you're going to sleep. Some of us are just like, man, tell me the next thing. I want to know the next systematic point, you know. But not everybody, generally speaking, is like that. <laughs> he says, I want to tell my children. Children love storytelling. And again, and so do we. I'm not hide it from the next generation. About the Lord's praiseworthy acts, about his strength and the amazing things he's done how he established rule in Jacob, how he set up a law in Israel and commended our ancestors, make your deeds known to your descendants. Yes. And it isn't just like, um, I'm gonna make your deeds known by moralistic uh, constructs of, okay, you gotta do this to get my approval, you, gotta, you know what I mean? Right. Or just legal kind of thing. No, I wanna tell the kids a story. And the little ones, man, they just love it. And they love getting wrapped up into it. And um, I think you you do too. I know my babies do. We, we love doing this together. And I've learned, I, I used to think, these things that we're doing with you, Lord, are so odd. I'm gonna just maybe tell my wife, and she can tell me, but I don't know if we should tell the kids. <laughs> you know, they might think we went, loony! <laughs> you know, and now they're just like in the storyline. You know, they're all caught up into it. They're saying, tell us another story about what the Lord did. Sadie came up to me this weekend. My grandmother's, we call her, or I, I named her Bapa. Um, her 90th birthday was, is actually today. And, uh, but we celebrated her birthday yesterday. And Sadie came up with my little niece, Eleanor, and says, Daddy, tell them that story about that ring that appeared on your Bible. And, uh, so, and, I, and I told her about it. And if you wanna listen to that, you can go to the podcast Galactic Progeny and listen to Signet Ring. But that ring appears and and Eleanor says, I don't believe it. So we took her over to Tom McManus who saw the ring and he says, I can corroborate that this ring actually did exist and we threw it into a furnace up in York, Pennsylvania. You don't know what I'm talking about. I know it's okay. I had a ring up here. Uh, You know, it was the literal like Lord of the Rings with the Elvish language in it. it. Appeared on my Bible after watching that scene and then I looked down after to read, I just opened a Haggai 2, old Zerubbabel, I'll make you my signet ring. And I looked up, watched the first video, I'd never seen it before, and I looked down, that ring's on my Bible. And Eleanor didn't believe it. And I told her, it's okay, if you don't believe it, Eleanor, I understand. Let's go ask Tom, he can at least say that he saw the ring. I was glad to get rid of that thing, though, you know. It's not easy, Frodo, carrying that thing around for a decade. It was getting old. I learned through that not to grasp power. I learned to keep your hands behind your back. I learned the hard way. I was put through the school of trials. The kids love those stories. That's my point. And so do we. We love those stories. Today is X2M 128. If you don't know what X2M means, it means exit to millennium. It also means that there is a second exodus movement unpacking itself on the earth right here in front of you. There's going to be a second Exodus, and the second Exodus is to the millennial reign. The structure that, that we've been seeing for years, um, and we can go back to zero T. I just call it zero T. That's Moses' tabernacle. I call one T Solomon's temple. I call two T second temple. But the, in this hour, the Lord is raising up a three T. And I know that many of you have a third temple understanding, and I'm not saying that there won't be one built in on the Temple Mount. But the Lord's interest is the third T that He's building inside of you, because He had told me pioneer for a glorified body. Because the next move of the Lord is the glorification of men. That is the move. That's the move that. That's the move that He's after. That's the move that that uh, every one of these X2M events that we have is pushing for. This isn't the structures um, that have been a part of so much of our culture and life. And, And many of you know this, these material structures, they're not working anymore. And as you go on, you're going to watch the materialistic, commercialistic. It's not going to work for people. And it already isn't. You're going to watch an economy fail on purpose. The Lord's going to do it. You gonna know, watch a new world order raise up. It's the Lord's decision. You gonna know, watch an antichrist come online because mankind is going to realize that blue and red based system is not working for us anymore. And they're gonna seek after a king. And you're either gonna have the one who is in you, Christ in you, or the people will seek a king, one to rule over them. This will be the antichrist uh, figure. This day is upon us. This isn't... This is not a grassroots movement. This is a rise root movement that's coming out of the stump of Jesse. It's the one that, again, that's born from above. It's the one that's planted. Isaiah talks about it. Isaiah fifty one sixteen. open your mouth. And I will fill it, and I will plant the heavens out of you. And God is in the business of planting the heavens planting the heavens of what his son, the father, son, our elder brother, who's not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters, because we're from the same stock, the same stock of that tree, the the root that's rising in us, the life, the the Davidic monarchy. (laughs) It's rising right now. It might be just a little sprout, but the thing's coming online, and it's gonna overthrow all blue and red based systems. You can you'll watch it in the news. Mark the words of the Lord, not even mine. I'm just here to prophesy, to proclaim, and also like go after the Lord with everything that we've got to say yes to him because this end time move is on us. And I'm excited because the Lord had chose you guys takes you fifty six days to build a building. Tear it down, I'll rebuild it in three days in times different than the latter days are gonna speed up, and they are, and they're on us. And uh, hey, it's better just to get on, the, uh, get on with, it, with him. Someone, I can't believe this is gonna come out of my mouth. It's gonna come out of my mouth. It's coming out of my mouth, Lord. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, last week I was like, raise up the new world order. I was up here, and I was like, oh, oh, you know, it's like wanting to put the words back in my mouth. The words like, no, you know, it has to be done. (laughs) Tom, I was telling him that. He said, they're going to get a clip out. You know, they could get a clip and clip you. He was like, it's a New World Order uh, guy. He's like, for the New World Order. No, I'm not. I'm just for getting Jesus back. And if you got to have an antichrist, then get the rascal in his position. You know, that little conniving little fellow. I mean, get the guy doing what he's got to do. You know, and get him in there. You know, that's why we want to wait. It's like, no, we won't Trump because it'll, oh, I can't believe it come out of my mouth. It'll slow everything down. No, get Biden so we can speed it all up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get our king back. And if, if this guy is more fit to get the thing rolling, let's get the ball rolling. Because <laughs> this thing's got to end, guys. Let's get it over with. Like, let's get our eyes so fixed on him that he gives gives us wisdom so that we know, like, let's cut to the chase. Um, I want the Lord back. I want him running. He deserves the right to govern the nations. Let's get him back. What in the world has happened to me? (laughs) What have you done? (laughs) It'll make me a crazy man. (laughs) All right, (laughs) my voice cracked. Zechariah chapter three, verse five and seven. So let's locate this thing down into time and space outside of heaven, what heaven is actually literally saying on the earth right now, and I can guarantee you that. Now I don't have a problem saying that. This is a now word for, a now word from the Lord. It is not something that is, oh, it's about what will be or what could be. This is the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. This is now, this is happening now. You can watch it in the news. You might not be able to see this one in the news, but um, you will be watching it in the news. I spoke up, let a clean turban be put on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and they clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood nearby. And the angel of the Lord exhorted Joshua solemnly. The Lord who rules over all says, if you walk in my ways, and you guard or keep my charge, if you walk in my ways and you keep my charge, then I will give you access of those that are standing by. I'll give you access of those that are standing by. Amen. All right, Lord, I ask for your help in this message. In your name, amen. Thank you for your help. Psalms 103, verse seven, he made known his ways of righteousness and justice to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. And we have looked at that, I think, and some of you, you kind of look down into the right and I, and shook your head, but yeah. You know, because many of you in this room know that, this, and, I'm, and maybe if you don't, I'm just gonna present, that we have come into our salvation experience. And um, I don't know, you know, when all of you were saved, I imagine, uh, and I, probably everyone in this room, uh, or we would have run everybody, run them out, maybe, I don't know, but it's, have been saved. And that you have a relationship with Jesus and you remember that salvation experience and it's just phenomenal. He chose you, he picked you, and he saved you. And your life was changed and it's just like, man, it's amazing. And then sometime later, and I pray that you have had this experience, you know, we, we called it a Pentecostal experience or a charismatic experience. But you at least had an experience with the feeling of God's Holy Spirit. Now I believe that when you're saved that you receive the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that but you know there was this definitive act uh when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And I believe personally and I can show this and believe scripturally that that tongues is a a gift but I don't necessarily personally believe it's the gift of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I believe it's one of the one of the gifts but I don't believe it's necessarily the gift that shows that you have been filled with the holy spirit. Now, if you differ on that, that's fine. It's the difference between A and the article the. But I believe the Bible clearly says that they received the gifts uh, severally as he will. That the Lord had given those gifts and he distributes them, uh, distributes them to his people as he will. And so what happened there, we kind of I think people got a little bit off And they made the gift of speaking in tongues sort of like an idolatry, honestly, like sort of like what Austin was saying, and idolized that instead of, and sort of put it out as a main feature instead of like putting the emphasis on the Holy Spirit. And we we got wrapped up into that, and it kind of like took a bunch of people off, messed up a bunch of congregations, and made a bunch of people feel weird. Uh, Honestly, I've never I've heard people say, "Man, that speaking in tongues thing is pretty cool." I'm not. I was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna bring it back and make it cool," (laughs) because it is. But it's not the only gift. And so uh, I pray that if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, that you would be. (laughs) That you experience His love come all over you. I remember it, it did change for me for tongues. I back I was flying aircraft. Next thing you know, I'm in the church praising the Lord. My jaw switches. I'm speaking in tongues. I didn't even ask him for that because I thought those people were strange. And now I'm one of them, one of you. But anyways, that changed everything for me in a new way. And I'd experienced salvation at 17, feeling of the spirit about 27 years old. And then now here I am 20 years later, 47. And the Lord's like, you know, I'm after something else. Now, when we look at this passage here, Psalms 103.7, 7, just hear it with new eyes or see it with new eyes. Hear it with new eyes. Yes. Do that. <laughs> he made it known his ways to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. We and his side railed us. We got so focused on putting arms and legs on people in a Pentecostal experience, seeing his acts. And the Lord's wanting to draw the people of God into his ways. Am I denying acts? No, I'm all for it. I, all of the gifts, like let them, let them run. But there, but there has to be something that goes beyond just Passover and Pentecost and into tabernacles. The union of God in the soul of men. And the Lord is after this union, this full Christological union, his full nature, his full divine nature in you. Can you believe such a thing? That God would want to give you his full divine nature. Peter said it about being partakers of the divine nature. I mean, he was all wrapped up into it. You should be too. And I think you probably are. But this message is is different in the sense that when he's talking to Joshua the high priest and he says here, he says, hey, listen, if you walk in his ways, now, as you know, if you've read Zechariah 3, the, Yahweh, the angel of Yahweh, which is the pre-incarnate Lord, standing there, Joshua, the high priest of Israel, this is the main leader of the synagogue in his day, is being accused by Satan, saying that guy has no right to lead the people of God. He has iniquitous patterns laid into the fabric of his person. He should not be able to lead my people. Are your people speaking to the Lord? The enemy speaking to the Lord. He shouldn't be able to lead your people. Look at him, he's clothed in iniquity. And so the Lord answers soundly. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. And uh, listen to last week's sermon. If you don't know what I'm saying because. God is not just interested in dealing with sin and filling you with the Holy Spirit. He wants to take the fabric of iniquity off of your human soul permanently forever and set you free and liberate you with full divinity inside of yourself. The full purple. I want full royalty inside of you. And so when we get caught up just into the acts of God and we're looking for it because um, if you're gonna transition out of of The Acts of Israel versus the ways of Moses, you have to transition out of um, just looking for evidence outside of your in your external world. If anything, when the Lord is beginning the tabernacle with you he 'll give you the very opposite of what you see with your own eyes. And he'll work with you through faith to say, do you believe me? He's like, well, everything's telling me that's not true. Welcome to tabernacling training. (laughs) He told me last week, I told you this thing will be in stadiums. That's what he's told me personally, many times, many encounters. This whole move will be in stadiums. I saw it in 07. I believed him ever since, but sometimes it gets a little bit like, is it really? (laughs) Really? No, you're going to see millions and millions of people convert. And I'm going to slam them all down, save them all, and heal them all at one time and tabernacle t- t- micron- myself with them. I'm going to give them Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. And this generation is so hungry for this because they're so orphaned from me that they'll, as soon as they see me demonstrate my glory, they'll boom, they'll take me. They'll take all of me. And he told me that last week up up here, he's like, I told you, I'm telling you. I was like, well, we got like 15 people in here last week. No, millions, millions. Stay with me, stay with me in this. Why? Because I'm imparting myself. Look, your circumstances are telling you a complete opposite story probably of the very thing God's telling you to believe him in. Why? Because the children of Israel only wanted to see God's acts, but a Moses kind of people or a Jesus kind of people. The sons of God and the daughters of God have to know his ways. If you keep my ways, you've been going through long seasons, many of you. You've been in long seasons of this. Now, this is to comfort you, this is to make you excited too. You know, because you, um, I get to preach uh, thankfully to the ones who have already done the whole church thing and left it and came back and they say, okay, Lord, I'm just for you, right? Because you went, you believed him and you sang the songs of the Lord and you did all that and then you go through. Most of them I get are like long seasons of in the wilderness, pain, suffering. Why? Because the Lord wants you to know his ways. He's gonna do something for you better than uh, Passover and Pentecost. He's gonna tabernacle himself with you. He's unioning himself with you. In the middle of all the vacancy, God's coming in. This is to encourage you. Well, how how in the world you felt disqualified? And according to the ways of this world, you have been disqualified, but not to him. I'm stripping off that old garment, and I'm putting on you a turban. What, I'm putting on you robes of righteousness. If you can receive it, you can receive this now as a now word over your life. And some of the concepts that you've had and judgments against yourself or against others, I'm gonna challenge you. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I'm gonna challenge you to let go of all your judgments against yourself and against others. I'm gonna challenge you to say, I'm done with it all. I'll take the purple pearl. (laughs) I'm tired of the blue and the red. I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm sick of the whole thing. I don't want to judge myself nor be judged by anybody else. I mean, Paul said it. He said, I don't care if you judge me. I don't even judge my own self. He was coming into some kind of freedom. Well, it's not a license to sin. You'll be more holy in that way than you've been in the past because you received his righteousness. It's not according to your own. It's one that's been imputed, now imparted fully into your nature. With no sin conscious, Hebrews says. Oh, I like that. Don't you love that? No self reflection. I mean, in the sense that self deprecation, no more beating yourself up every day. I wish I could get my act together and all that nonsense. I've got Him. <laughs> He's got me. <laughs> and I like myself. <laughs> I actually love myself. <laughs> it's like the coming out party of the coming out party, Christ in you. <laughs> Watch what's coming out. <laughs> Watch this guy. You don't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> I mean, he's looking through my eyes right now. <laughs> what does he see? You know, from him and through him and to him, be the glory. We we would want tabernacles, wouldn't we? But we have a frame. We have a framework. It's right here in the text. I'm gonna take you all your iniquities of them thing, and then he gives him this proposal. Now, some people call it an admonition. Well, you could, it's an if-then statement, if you. I thought, Lord, that is crazy. You give us full righteousness, and then you're like, well, if you. (laughs) I don't know, that might not make a lot of sense to people I understand, but somewhere in the grace of God, even though he liberates your complete consciousness from sin, he still doesn't impose his will on you. I love this God. He never is an imposer. He's no manipulator. He won't manipulate or impose. He even still, after he completely liberates your consciousness, has said, well, you don't have to, but if you do, he's not making you do anything. Well, what a grand privilege to be invited into the proposal of God. If you walk in my ways... If you walk in my ways, Psalm seventy-seven, thirteen, 13, your way, oh God, Stephen pointed this out this week, your way, oh God, is in the sanctuary. It's in holiness, away from sin and guilt. Who is great like our God? Yes. You walk in his ways. In the text, it, it, it has this idea, and I'm going to kind of delineate this for you. To walk in his ways is to walk in covenantal truth. It is complete covenantal loyalty. It's truth to the core. It's not, it's not truth is relative, truth is the Lord. It's, 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 it's what, Melinda, again, what you were saying, it's the truth of the purple pearl. That's the truth. Everything else, you gotta throw it in suspicion. You have to hold it in suspect because if we're gonna walk in truth, we're gonna walk in what he says about you. What his perception is. And I invite you, go back a few weeks ago in here. Um, you can watch them on YouTube right now. But go back and listen to the one I did on on being on a high rock and seeing your enemy from afar. Listen to it. He says if you... Walk in his ways, this is the kingship of truth or queenship of truth. And also that you keep his charge. This is the priesthood of purity. If you walk in purity and truth, so you have the ethical glory of purity and truth. That is this component that uh, Paul is focusing on when he adopts this metaphor of putting on God's likeness like clothing. Ephesians 4, 24. Colossians three ten. He's saying, "Put on Christ. Put on the clothing of the Lord. Be clothed in the." Uh, I love it. I love what you said. The purple pearl. <laughs> I'm a purple pearl. <laughs> what is that funny little purple thing the kids watch? Barney. <laughs> yeah, I'm not him. Yeah, yeah, it's Barney, but a purple pearl. <laughs> Give P a chance, Tom. Anyways, it's an inside family joke. We're putting on the clothing of holiness and saying, Lord, I've, I, I want full purity and truth. I don't want anything else. You've given this to me. I, I wanna walk in your way, and I wanna keep your charge. It was really the original mandate that was given to Adam and Eve in the garden. It's the original mandate. says, so go forth, be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. He says, guard, shamar, and cultivate. Charles Dillon told me or in front of Miss Kennedy, Jennifer Keats, I'm not a prophet, I'll tell you what I am, I'm a, I'm a watchman on the wall. I appreciate your honesty. Just, just like cut to the chase, this is who I am. This is what he said about me, that's what I accept about myself. I, and I said, you know this word, Shamar? Yes, Carol, yeah, I know that word. Shamar, to, to be a watch, to, be, to look out, to see if some covenantal violator is coming into the court of the Lord. Telling you you're guilty to shame you down. No, I'm not putting up with that. No, I'd take his righteousness. That's, that's watchman on the wall. No, I don't take that message about myself. I'm not taking a blue-based guilt-based in my past and a red-based shame-future-based thing. No, right now in the Lord, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And if you get off, do a 1 John 1 and 9 on it. Repent, you know, Just cut back right to him. Just uh, push delete. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Person, I'm sorry. I did it wrong. Boom, over, back in. What? You're the full righteousness of God. Let's not like make this thing so colluded it gets so hard for you. Like let's snap out of the thing that tries to take your emotions off and get you down left and right and all over the place and running in your mind and lose yourself and all that and just say, whoa, something's out of order. Lord, what is it? Repent. Okay, He's faithful and just, forgive your sins, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I'm righteous. Right there. Boom, right there. You'll feel the peace of God come back on you. It's over with. No more guilt, no more shame. You understand? That's um, that's keeping the charge of the Lord. That's how you do it. No, devil, no. I got off. Boom, let's fix this thing. Push delete. Done. Let's go to the next thing. That easy. That fast, too. Just turn. Turn. And burn <laughs> with the fire of God. <laughs> you know, I'm righteous. <laughs> I'm feeling good. You know, fiery hot, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Meredith Klein said that to walk in God's ways and keep his charge, these were the general requirements of the keeping of the covenant. But he says, refer specifically here to the guardian function of the priesthood. uh, Judicial governance and guardianship of the temple complex are clearly described in these clauses. He's going on to say that when God commissioned Joshua the high priest, he was setting him on guard against hostile incursion of the evil one into God's house. He must stand against Satan's challenge. You know, some of us don't like that. You know, we think, and I I don't know, because we get hit with stuff. And then um, you could get into self-pity. I was telling this to the guys Wednesday night, I think everybody left, and uh, years ago I had like this little dream. And in the dream, well it wasn't a little dream, it was a dream, but the little guy in it was a little guy. (laughs) But but it was this little gray tube, and it, it was Lucifer, he's like a little tube man with cracked little broken teeth. And he didn't even have like a head, it was just a tube, like a toilet paper tube. And it was like gray rubber. And he's it, just like a hollow tube with little broken teeth. And he's running around everywhere. And I caught that rascal. And I had to squeeze down on him because he can wiggle like out of your hand. And I was looking at him. And I, in the dream, I like had this knife. And I'm like, I'm gonna cut your little head off, you little rascal. And I go to cut his head off. And he looks at me. He has these little, two little beady little eyes with little cracked teeth, not hardly even a mouth, a little tube man. And he looks at me and he says... He looks at me through his eyes with self-pity. And as soon as he did, I looked briefly away to think about what he was looking at. That little two man jumped right out of my hand. He was gone. I couldn't get anybody to know where he's at. And I felt like the Lord's like one of the greatest detriments to the people of God. And the enemy uses it, plays a hand against us, is self-pity to get you to feel sorry for yourself. As soon as you do, you're bought, man. He's got you, because that's what he worked on me. And he's tried to work that thing on me, because, you know, here it is. Lord, we come out in the boat. You're going to let us drown. He's over there sleeping, and you're just like, you don't even care about us, and then we're all going to die. Uh, again, lies. Lies. He gets up, peace be still. Man, you guys have little faith, like, what in the world does it matter with you? You know I love you. I just like fed a bunch of people and I really like you too. It's like has to tell them over again. You know, what are y'all doing? I'm not gonna let you die, number one, unless it's your time. And then number two, like I, you know, why are you offended with me? I was just sleeping. I was like doing what you were supposed to be doing. What What is the offense that comes up? The Lord wants us to take in, and this is happening this morning worship. I want you to take in I want you to take that offense, and, and uh, Gus and I talked about this, and turn it into offensive tactic. I wanna I want see this kind of n- n- uh, maturity out of you. I want you to deploy against your enemy. I don't know, I'm not saying this is right, but I read like all of M. Fleming's James Bond books years ago. I'm not saying you should do it. But I read his books, and one thing I got from M. Fleming in that, which was, uh, he was an intel officer for the British uh, MI6 or something, or MI5, who wrote those books. He also wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, by the way, which is a phenomenal, kids, right? You, you like that one better. But he, I remember something that, something that Fleming said, and I'll never forget it, and he talked about bond like this. He said he always would go and attack his enemy. I mean, he had put himself at risk for his girl or the country, whatever. And then he would put himself at risk and he would like, I remember this comment he makes in there, he's like, the way to half your enemy's power is to run after him. You don't sit there and wait for him to come and take you out. You like open your eyes like, that's the guy, I'm coming after you, man. Like someone does you wrong, you like bless him. You know what I mean? You deploy some, deploy some uh, Sermon on the Mount stuff and some Beatitudes on the, on the, on their on his mug. You know what I mean? Like, we're running out of money. Give the rest of it away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sow it. You know, give it. You're not gonna put me into fear. You know, someone mistreats you. No. You know, I lost my leg. I'm coming out to you, man. You know, the Lord, give me another one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, we're not gonna put up with it. And this is what he means, I believe, when he says... Hey, walk in my way, see the bigger picture, and also guard my course. I'm not just like seeing what you're doing, I'm coming after you. I'm going to come up with a strategy to attack back. I'm gonna ask the Holy Spirit to give me a strategy. Why is the next point. If you do those two things, I will give you access of those that are standing by. Oh, you want this access. I do too. I, so I was, uh, the morning I was woke up and I said, Lord, what does that mean? I don't understand. He said, well, uh, where do you live? And I said, right now, Karen and I are living over at the Kimmear uh, Country Club. And he says, how do you get in there? I said, well, you have to go through the gate. He said, right. And he said, he said could you get in there without a gate pass? I was like, Nope. He said, how else can you get in there? I said, you have to know somebody that lives in there or have an appointment. He said, right. And he said, who's standing by? I was like, Allied Universal. Now they don't have any guns or anything. I kind of wish they did. Like, I don't know, it just make it even cooler. Like, where are we going into? I was just trying to play golf, man. (laughs) I'll shoot you, come here. I'm gonna get you, tase you. I was just trying to play golf. I forgot my access, (laughs) you know. I live here, you know. No, because why? You're invited. There's an invitation to access. Uh, I went down to the pro shop or whatever with Manny because he's thinking about praying golf and stuff. And I go into the pro, I said, you have to have a collar shirt because I got like mock collar that Kara don't like, by the way. (laughs) Anyways, he's like, "Um, no, we're, he said, well, no, you have to have a collar to go play on the, Course, and I was like, oh, okay, but I have to have a collar in here. He's like, we, you know, you can buy one. We got them for $100 a piece, you know, or whatever. i like, just joking, he didn't say that. <laughs> What's the point? You, any of you ever have backstage passes to like a big concert or something? You had to have that little pass. It's access. What about insider trading? they just kidding. You know, that's not legal actually it's an invitation by the Lord and discerning from the Lord in the place of my enemies at bay. Now I have a clarity about what God is saying into my life. I'm like listening to him and I said, what do you say about this? Well, my enemy's trying to pull me over there into a blue-based, guilt-based mindset, red-based, shame-based mindset. No, 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 I can recognize him. I'm asking you, Father, what do you say about this? And then you ask the Lord, hey, the Lord is very practical in your everyday living. What's happened to so many of us? We've been colluded by iniquitous-based guilt and shame, and the Lord's like, "I want to deal with all that." I want you to know my ways, not just deal, right? And I want you to walk in this ways of me. I want you to take charge. I don't want you just to be like, oh my goodness, man, he keeps on beating me up and I feel bad about myself and I'm all pitiful over here. He's like, no, I want you to deploy some of the weapons of your warfare that are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. And then I want you to ask me a question. What do you say about this, Father? What are we gonna do about this? Because we're all in those situations And I'll tell you something, he'll never, ever, I can promise you this, I had someone ask me about this this week, the Lord works everything, listen to me about this, he works everything by invitation. I'm inviting you in here. It's not by your manipulation or control, that's the blue and red base system. It's not by a thief that goes around and tries to find a way in. Now, you can do that, but you have to extort people you have to do yourself wrong and do harm to others, and you can do that. I'd recommend that you don't. And then and and Sapphira tried that in front of a man, Peter, who was on the other side. He was in the age to come, and when they did, when they did, because that man was transmitting the Spirit of God out of him, when they lied to the Holy Spirit, dead. That's why, that's why this is serious. It's not just like, This is serious because you get into the age to come, what I'm actually speaking of. You have, uh, you're clothed without iniquity and this transmission's going on. The Lord doesn't want any broken covenant. The Lord doesn't like things like that. You can't just knowingly go engage in sin. You'll get yourself hurt. This is serious. And I think the reason why many of us have been through long periods and seasons of it is because the Lord didn't want to have to kill a bunch of people. I know that might sound... Wrong, but holiness brings, holiness and righteousness brings, and God's presence brings things like that. And we see it displayed not pre-cross, post-cross, Pentecost, Peter tabernacling with the Lord. Boom, dead. Lord's like, I'm trying to do you a favor. i slowly clean you up. <laughs> what am I saying here? I want to give you access by invitation. Um, You're going to have some emotions that you're going to deal with in that, and I just want to describe them. I think one of them that you'll have is uh, you you may feel fear. You may experience um, a loss of orientation. I feel a little disoriented. I don't know what's going on here. And, and you know, people are afraid of what they don't, they understand least, right? That's where people are mostly fear. Well, that's okay, that's an okay emotion in a sense though, but it shouldn't stifle you from asking the Lord, how do I move into this uh, thing that you have for me? You're inviting me into something, and I know that you are. We're at the house right after we moved in there, and I wake up and we're said, don't get comfortable with that wall. And I was looking at the wall in front of me, I was laying in my bed, and he said, don't get comfortable with that, I'm a wall breacher. And I looked it up, he said, and the disciples were greatly afraid, and from the religious Pharisees, basically. And this thing kind of presents itself in the moment when you're being invited by the Lord into something, and that you realize that you cannot do it out of your own strength. And the fear comes because there's no way I'm gonna be able to pass through this out of something I can do. That's why it says they were afraid of the Pharisees. Because the Pharisee thing is all about, well, we can get the thing and do this thing and we'll make this thing and we're, we're all about it and we know how to serve God and all that stuff. And when the Word begins to draw you an invitation, access to cross a barrier, a fear comes up because we don't understand. And we only understand what we previously understood. We have to imagine a God who is calling us into something, into himself that is beyond our own comprehension, right? And so you can't imagine that you know what you will be on the other side of that wall. On the other side of that invitation, you, you just cannot comprehend it, none of us can. And so the word is pulling us up uh, to a place like that and, and um, and asking us, inviting us to come with him on a wonderful journey, a wonderful journey of freedom. For Christ came to liberate you, to set you free, he didn't call you into bondage, he didn't call you to be sitting behind that wall. And some people do this, they, they sit there all the time. But with the, what he's telling Joshua the high priest is, I'm calling you to cross barriers. Many of them are just fabricated on our subconscious that we were born with. I'm calling you into another place. You come in another place, you're like, whoa. You know, man, this is amazing. Who knew? It's like a whole new world. The invitation today is, hey, I'm I'm telling you from the Lord, I, I cleansed you, put righteousness on you. I'm inviting you, giving you access I'm telling you from the Lord, I want you that he's saying, I want you to know my ways and I want you to guard and against your enemy. It tries to come in. I don't want your enemy right here in your face. I don't want you buying into a blue, red tangled system. I don't want this guilt and shame. And when it's on you, I want you to recognize that. I want you to kick it to the curb. I want you to come into my presence, worship me, ask me, seek me, find me. I got an answer for you. I'm gonna answer how, I don't understand this, I don't get it, okay, ask the Lord. Just ask him. One other thing about this, and this popped up in a, it's really good, and I put it out to Asheville Collider because Gus sent it to me last night, and there's three audios, and it'll just go really strong with what I'm going with today. to listen to those, it, just go on there and listen to those audios. They're really, really good. And one of the things that, that you find out that you, when you get into this place is, it's just like, I, don't know, I just, I, I can't make sense of it. I wanna share with you, if you just wait with a joyful expectation that he's gonna answer and you just be wait on him. I wanna encourage you because the Lord told Kara this years ago, and, and, um, and he says it on this, this audio. In the second audio, he says a friend of his was asking this question, why? And years ago, the Lord had told my wife, don't ask me a why question, because he's not obligated to tell you that. I don't know if you've raised children, but some of them will ask you, why? And you're like, I don't have to tell you that. And uh, the Lord's the same way. It's a better question for you to ask him when, when you come into this place is what is going on here? Ask him, just say what, don't say why. Because why was the problem in the fall? That's what got Eve out of, off track. She asked a why question. And what the word started telling my wife was when you get up to the why question, say this, Lord. <laughs> and so when her heart starts to go to why, she just says, Lord. What? You're recognizing that he's in charge. He's sovereign. It's his decision. I don't have to make sense out of it. But you can't ask him what. And I'll tell you what is going on here. He will give you an answer. Wait on it. I I have thousands of times like that where I've asked him what is going on, and he'll tell me. He'll send someone to, to say it. What is happening here? On the other side of that, you're going to come into an experience going to blow all your circuits. Don't miss it. You're not going to. You're the kind of people you're not going to miss it. I say that over you. You're not going to miss him. He's not so well. He's so far out that you can't get to him. He's going to speak really uh, tenderly and softly to you. Even if be be aware, Uh, be looking. Uh, He may be like just speaking to you right now. He may be speaking to you through the things that we would sort of dismiss. Um I, I'll give you this is funny it's a funny little example. This weekend, um, Sadie she she's had this little rabbit that Manasseh, my son, bought four years ago. And uh <laughs> hopefully I could make this make sense, but it's just so hilarious. And the the rabbit's name is Opal, which means jewel, I found out this morning. Like, look at the meaning behind things, it matters. She's had this little rabbit she carries around everywhere, sleeps with the little rabbit. As the cutest little rabbit. And this weekend she saw a, um, another little rabbit, and she, it's about this big, and she said, the rabbits had a baby. And, and she said, man, I gotta figure out a name for it. And so she looks at the tag, <laughs> and it says polyester. And she named that rabbit Polly Esther. (laughs) And and Mama and me were laughing so hard. She's like, "What? You know, uh, people just you know won't understand." And uh, Kara tried to tell her it was you know a material, and she didn't, still didn't get it really. She didn't know that polyester was material. And the Lord's like, "Are you paying attention?" this morning, I said, oh man, you're you're trying to say that, and it was Frank Dazelski, he called me this morning, he told me this, I was telling him the story, he says, man, you know what happened to Esther? I said, yeah, she went in where access was forbidden. And he said, yeah, and she went in where access was forbidden, and she still went in because she believed the word of the Lord. She crossed a barrier, and she could have lost her life on it. And Esther went across the barrier, makes a couple meals, and you know what the king said to her? I'll give you half the kingdom. He made a meal for the guy, and he's going to give her half the kingdom. Listen to me. Polly, (laughs) Minnie. I said, oh, man, Lord. Uh, Frank's like, did you see it? Polly, Esther? I was like, thank God Opal had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and out of the mouth of a little child. God speaking and perfecting praise. Let's stand together. He's perfecting praise. The multi of God through the access of a queen, being made into a queen, royal, knowing who she was, believing on the prophetic word that came to her. It says, if you don't speak up now, if, no one's gonna deliver these people. If you don't move out now, um, how do you know that there won't be another, how, how do you know if there'll be another royal that'll raise up in this, uh, this time to save the Jews? Esther said, man, I better speak up. At the threat of her own life, she crossed a barrier. And guess what? She received half the kingdom. Wait, do you see what I'm saying? that the spirit of Esther that the soul that's inside of us both male and female for the greater cause for the greater good of the one who's called us and ordained us to be who we are the royal sons and daughters that something in us would just get this uh, "Mm, I'm crossing I'm going across Whoa, I'm coming here I come yeah they didn't love their life they had a testimony. The blood, the blood. By the blood of the lamb who has made a new and living way. Oh, I'm I'm among the people right now. Leaping in, uh, leaping in leaping into destiny, leaping into my calling, uh, leaping into who I am in the Lord, believing the Lord that his testimony about me is true, that I'm a purple pearl. And on the other side of that, oh, mm, Yeah, you can feel that like I do, like that the Spirit of God would bear witness to this event and bear witness to his proposal to you. No, I'm just trying to bait you into something. The Lord's like, I just want you to come on across and believe me and trust me. Oh, Oh, I'm justified by faith. I'm not going to stay in my fear. I've got a destiny, a calling on my life, and oh, it's coming into fruition. And I believe you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And the Lord say, I'll give you the kingdom. Oh, I'm the king of the kingdom, receiving a kingdom, a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, an eternal kingdom. We, oh, we trust you, Lord, right now. Oh, i make a transaction in myself that I will not draw back. No, I'm pressing in, I'm crossing the barrier. Well, I believe you, Lord, and I'm being challenged to do things that I can never do out of my own strength and might. Oh, because you've already paid for it, Lord. I trust your blood. Yes, Lord. Yeah, you're doing it. Oh, oh I say the Lord rebuke you, Satan, over here. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Come off the people of God that I'm clothed in righteousness and I'm made holy and I'm pure, oh, yes. I receive your testimony about me, Lord. I receive your testimony about who I am in you. Oh, great exploits. Great exploits in the kingdom. Great exploits through you. Every sickness and every disease has to bow the knee to the name of Jesus every bit of lack and financial problems has to bow the knee to the Lord and every relationship that has been broken it has been hurt has to come into conformity to what Jesus Christ says yes yeah stepping across yeah Woo. yeah here I come Oh, yeah. Oh, what is this? Oh, Oh, it's a new creature. I'm a new creation created in Christ to do good works for him. Yeah. sign in the mind The shadow
1: has come
0: bless you and may the lord keep you and may the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and may you have peace today amen bless you